Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Live, welcome everyone to Movie Sucktastic, episode 71. And I can't hear you. <laughs> I, you know, every week I, I ask Scott to mute his microphone and he just... See, then I have to mute back on again. <laughs> That's right. To, which is also known as unmuting. And that... Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I ask him every week to mute his mic when I do breaks and commercials and things of and that I nature. And, and, he, and he doesn't. As, as anyone that's been listening to our show knows, <laughs> you know, I'll be playing a commercial and then I'll hear, <laughs> or whatever. I do not do that. That's mean. Last week you coughed and went, because <clears throat> uh, well, I, I thought you muted me. <laughs> I'm not muting you anymore. You're not <laughs> I mute myself. That's, okay. r- that's right. I, I'm not going to be doing that anymore. All right. Uh, so you know what? Let me get you on the screen so everyone can see that beautiful mug of yours. And and check out this beautiful bottle, the latest uh, Wilson Compound wine. Ah, Clockwork Orange Sangria. It is in the frame. Yes, it's uh, 
it's it's drier than the regular uh, fruit the refreshment wines I've been making, but okay. it's a uh, it had a really harsh bite the day I bottled it, but it's only like a week later and it, it's it's really mellowing quite nice. Oh, very nice, very 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 nice. Mm. Got some nice legs to it. I like that. <laughs> I like my wine with legs. Ah, that's right. So this Needle week, pulling thread. Yes. Uh, we decided that we were going to review the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games, yes, because what what could be what could be better? What could be better? Battle Royale. Yeah, which I ended up watching, <laughs> dude. So yeah, after I watch Hunger Games, right, I end up staying up extra late because then I have to watch Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I I haven't revisited Battle Royale yet, but I will. You I will to. now. Like, no, 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 no. I haven't all- seen. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's exactly the way you remember it, sir. I've had the same thing. It's like, oh, I haven't seen it in years. You, I put it in. It's exactly the way That's I remember good. it. Very nice. Very it's nice. Perfect. So, how do we want to start this episode? Because on fire, la- the the man on fire. Uh, last week's episode. Yes. Which hasn't even been a week yet because we ended up recording late. Uh, hmm. We did last week's top ten, so we don't have a top ten this week. No, I know everyone's disappointed. Sorry, but we don't have <laughs> we don't have a much, top ten. And there was much rejoicing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some people out there that just don't like our top ten. <laughs> and I, I think there's enough people out there that do like our top ten because, as the bandwidth oh, oh. has shown me, month after month after month. There's a lot of people listening to this show. And for the first time, I, I really feel that there are a lot of people listening to the show. Now, now grant you, those that do enjoy top 10 list aren't as vocal as the, the, <laughs> Yeah, this, this is, this is very true. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure if I go into the chat right now, oh, there's no one in the chat. We have nobody in the chat. Nobody. Bastards. Where is everybody? Well, we're late. We're a half an hour late starting. Uh, so, and that's I, my fault. I get it. it is your fault. It's my <laughs> fault because once you start watching Memento, you have to finish it. Oh, is that what happened? And I was like, Joey's gonna be mad at me, but I gotta catch the end. <laughs> and and let me. Uh, I'm gonna broach this question to you now. And that's another <laughs> film I I haven't uh, I haven't seen in a long time. Again, just the way you remember it. Okay. It's it's like that movie sticks in your mind and it does not alter. You don't go back and go, oh, I forgot about that. No, it's exactly the way you remember it. Uh, but since we have moviegoers listening and, you know, movie fans, movie buffs, if you want to call them that. Sure. Uh, I'm going to broach this question to you because it's been bothering me. And uh, I think I know sp- the question you're going to ask, and I don't know if I have an answer. Yeah, because I posted it on the uh, Facebook did. page today. And, yes, everything in the film makes perfect sense to me. And, by the way, there are people on IMDb. This one guy even has, like, this humongous fact he's created. Right. Uh, Q, however you want to pronounce that. Okay. Uh, with yeah. all these details explaining portions of the film. And when you read it, he's so off on several of them. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> it's like, wow. well, this means this and that. Says, well, no, it doesn't because uh, what he is. So like, this is a film that makes dumb people feel smart because <laughs> they get it, but they don't get enough of it to actually. So they decide, oh, I'm going to break it down. And when they break it down, yeah, you're not that smart. Right. You know, oh, I understood it. You understood it. You're good. You're in that top 50%, but don't put yourself in the top 10 percentile. You're not, you're not deconstructing <laughs> the film. Um, but I looked on that one, and I did countless searches, and I cannot find a rational explanation from... Remind Nolan. me, 
or anybody else. Remind me when it happens in the film, because it literally has been several years. It's the end of the film, but it's the middle of the narrative. I am, okay, I remember now. Yeah, I don't have an answer for you. Yeah, I, it <laughs> does make sense. And for those listening who uh, have seen the film, the part where um, Leonard swaps clothing with Jimmy. Okay. I cannot think of a rationale as to why he would do that. I can, and there's uh, not everything in the film uh, demands a clear cut answer and demands a clear cut explanation or motivation. Not everything in that film needs to be clear and cut. That I need something. I need a little nudge just in the right direction of why that would be. It sets up the chain of events for the whole film, but I don't, if without any reason for it, it just feels like a convenient plot, uh, not plot device, but a convenient launching pad. Right. So I think I'd have to rewatch it with that in mind to see if I can come up with a, an answer for you. And considering that I haven't seen it, in, and realistically, I probably haven't seen it in about six years. You, it's, it's, it hasn't changed. Yeah. Unlike Leonard, your, your memory is faultless when it comes to that. <laughs> but I have to bring that up. Um, uh, you want to, now, since so we know between top ten, do you want to do a little movie news? Yeah. Sure, we can do, do some movie news. And I'm what? drinking, so I have to... Alright. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I always have to look and point at the camera when I do the, the movie <laughs> news. I don't know why, I just do. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, you do it. I'll do it for you. Alright, play the music right now. <laughs> Perfect. I remember growing up with that in the background every night, seven thirty. Oh, I know. Back when uh, Maury Povich used to do it. Yeah, back when he was less of a hack, or was that more of a hack? I don't um, know. That's what I think. That was more of a hack. Yeah, back, more, more than hack. you're not the father. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> a little more. I I gotta say, probably more now. <laughs> you're not uh, the father. So, so let's, let's start off the news with a little tidbit I found here. Uh, okay. Little Shop of Horrors is getting remade again. Again? Yes. Uh, and it's uh, uh, co-producer, uh, Glee co-producer, Robert Aguirre-Casas. And who is that? Uh, he, he's a co-producer of Glee. Oh, no. And the Carrie remake. So he's in the he's in negotiations to do a new Little Shop of Horrors now. Well, just based guess, on what I know of Glee, and since Little Shop of Horrors is a the the one with Rick Moranis was a musical, and the stage version was a musical, and it was yeah, a musical. Yeah, I'm guessing. I'm guessing musical. Yeah, fantastic. And, uh, I'm I'm so not looking forward to that. Can I make two other predictions? I'm sure. also predicting CGI plant and shitload of 3D. Yeah, you're right on both counts. There, yeah. There's no denying that. Just, this I, is, I couldn't even. I can't. Normally, I'll say, you know, maybe. No, you're right. <laughs> CGI plant, 3D. You need to say that more. Well, if you're, you're right, right, if you're uh, right more. I am. That's the point. Mm. But yeah, no, it's, it's it's doomed from the start. Uh, I, I honestly, the only thing that made that last one, right. uh, the Rick Moranis one, besides the Steve Martin song. Was the fact the music was good, but the, if the plant had been anything but the animatronic it was, it would not have been, wouldn't have had that feel to it. And to this day, when I watch the 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 Rick Moranis film, it's amazing. The the, the plant 
the the animatronics on the plane are still just jaw dropping. Yeah, I, I forget. I think they had like uh, twenty seven. Uh, like it was like in the mid twenties or high twenties of operators just operating it when it was a full size because yeah. of the so much wire work. We're talking like old school, just people pulling shit and yeah. twist. And like you know, they coordinate the mouth movements. It's it's they're never oh, it's they're gonna, absolutely. They're gonna, go, just, they're gonna go full three three D CGI and glee 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 at the death. Oh yeah. Oh you you uh, here's a prediction I'll make <laughs> with the three D saying yeah. that you're right. The the vines. How many how mm-hmm. many times are vines going to be shooting at the screen from the uh, fucking Seymour? And the lip. <laughs> Feed me Seymour. Feed me. Feed me. I'm sorry, Audrey too. I have, uh, I, have to, I have to correct myself immediately before we get an email about it. Well, you're right. No, he, no, no. no. He, I, I said uh, the vines from Seymour. Oh, the vines from Audrey yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, right. Audrey too. Right. I, 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 unlike some people, I don't say Hank Azaria. <laughs> and, unlike and, some and people, that, I'm yeah. not watching hockey right now. Yeah, so I, I am I, watching I, now, and fucking motherfuckers tied the game, now, son of a bitch. I would be happy with this if mm. they had said, we're not redoing the musical, we're remaking the Roger Corman film. That would be great. Not, get rid of the musical part, just make it uh, a story just about straight a... straight-up film. A story about a, a, uh, you know, a lovesick bo- uh, idiot and his killer plant. Right. They could do that, they could go dark with it, it'd be good, you know, no, we ha- everything has got to be bigger and better. Yeah. Everything's got to have a hundred million, two hundred million. And, and just the now. fact that it's the producer of Glee, you know that it's Co- going to be like Co-producer. Glee. Co-producer doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. I, I'm sure cast members from Glee will be in the movie as well. And the totally unneeded Carrie remake. Yeah, that's just. Which he he wrote that. Now was that a sequel? I thought that was a sequel. No, there was a, there was a remake and there was a sequel. Was the remake made for television? I don't. Oh, it might have been. Yeah, because that would explain a lot. Because the sequel, yeah, but it, they did a couple of things. You know, there are a lot of remakes that just blew through real quick. I don't even, I like no, lost you're, track. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean think, think about it. If we did like a 3D episode now where we took shots every time the 3D film was coming out this year, we'd just be dead now because everything's 3D. They're just oh. slapping it on everything. So remakes the same thing. You just can't even keep up with that anymore. You I, just I, I just I just hope that it it dies a quick death. But you know it's not. No. No, no it, it's, just, it's gonna get worse. It, I hope. No, don't, don't even hope. Don't even hope. I mean, Speaking TVs of, still aren't selling well. N- no. I mean, it, it'll come to a point where no matter what TV you buy, will be packaged with 3D, and they'll say, "Hey, it's selling great." It's like, well, if it's in every television, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. They'll have to actually go with usage statistics. You know, one in every five actually uses the 3D, or one in every five do not. You know, just don't use it. Yeah. Now, so. now, while I was researching news for this episode, yeah. I did something I don't normally do. I, I, I cruised over to Ain't It Cool News, okay. um, which, which is the drudge report of the film industry. Yes, it and, is. And and honestly, I, I've never liked Ain't It Cool News. I've always hated it. Uh, I've especially hated it ever since the whole Star Wars thing where, where Monkey oh, Boy went. Phantom Menace? Yeah. I was like, oh, it's the best thing ever. And it the whole yeah, right. ain't it cool news is basically the judge report where all they do is they dis- they disseminate Hollywood propaganda into the fanboy industry mm-hmm. and they're 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 a bunch of whores over there. Uh, I hope one of you's listening. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> um, and because I'm looking down this and and you know all this shit like I can't I'm not even going to like the headlines. Everything's got two or three exclamation points in front of it. 
There's there is certainly no here's one. There is certainly no shortage of shit blowing up in the new trailer for The Expendables two. <laughs> I'm sure there's not. Uh, I I wouldn't, you know, piss myself over it. Here's, uh, here's another bit of news that I found out today. I don't think that deserves. I don't deserve. I don't think that deserves one exclam- exclamation point, let alone two. Right. Now the Avengers one. Uh, Capone quite likes this movie, The Avengers. Uh, share your feelings here beginning tonight three exclamation points for that for tell us what you think yeah this is I, that's something teenagers do well and these idiots no but here's why i'm bringing this up otherwise i would just put a skin by and never would have mentioned it all right I, i'm scrolling down there and all of a sudden i come across one that says uh um monte cristo which one of the writers i guess they named themselves after sandwiches has seen some <laughs> of the hobbit at 48 frames per second i was like okay now i have to read this <laughs> and wouldn't you know it it's it's a meandering fucking three pages of double-spaced nonsense. And I'll, I'll sum it up for you because I can't even bring myself to read parts of it. Right. He, t- he toes the Cameron and Jackson line. What he basically says is, yeah, I reacted strongly to it at first, and the whole audience did. But you know what? We'll get used to it. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding. He, he just, like, took what Cameron said and turned it into, instead of saying, you'll get used to it, he said, yeah, I'll get used to it. Uh. To- Whores. <laughs> wow. I, 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 really? Okay. Holy shit. Um, and it's like, he even. That's he, ridiculous. I it, just. Uh... It's beyond ridiculous. He even go at one point, he even says, like, I thought to myself, this is horrible. This looks like that and that. And he says, but it's, it's bullshit to say something like that. But everybody around me was saying it too. And we were right. wrong. I was like, oh. Yeah. So that's why I don't go to Ain't It Cool News. Um, <laughs> I think the, don't they have a podcast? Uh, you know what? I think they do. You should cross promote with them. But I think their podcast is like twelve or fifteen minutes long. It's not a very long podcast. Well, you can't you can't fit that many exclamation points into a whole show. Like, yeah. I mean, iPods would be exploding everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, we should we should cross promote with them. They can quote me on the air. Sure. Horse. <laughs> Bunch of you, fucking hooers. I, I just, I, I saw that and it was insane. And, it, and it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> other news, uh, I was scrolling through. There was a couple other things here. Oh, since we're talking about the Hunger Games, mm-hmm. uh, I got a, bit, a small bit of news for that. Not really news per se, but just, you know, follow-up stuff. But, but I'll save that. And there's also a new Prometheus trailer, an international trailer. Yes, there is. Which, which uh, I, even pushes more to the fact that it's fucking alien. <laughs> I mean, holy fucking God, people. The fact that they're still denying it, I find to be pretty insulting. Here, here's the best part. Though. I'm reading this article on it, and it says, about uh, judging from the part in the international trailer that shows some poor soul's space helmet caving in and melting, Prometheus, <laughs> might, be, <laughs> Prometheus might be closer to an R rating than you initially thought. Scott has been pushing for a PG-13 rating, saying that uh, Prometheus needed the certification that would, quote, allow it to make as much money as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Scott also said it was, quote, fucking ludicrous that certain films have received PG-13 ratings this year from Motion Picture Association of America. That's right, Scott. It is fucking ludicrous. And now it's ludicrous for you, too. <laughs> Whiny bitch. Suddenly it doesn't break in his direction now we're gonna it's 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 like listening to the republican party complain about uh women's rights yeah democrats are attacking women's really <laughs> <laughs> it was okay that the last two months you've been doing it 
Uh, I don't want to get into politics, but it's it's yeah. Whiny, I just had, I, I'm reading about the trailer, and it, and it just loops right back around to whiny bitch mode. <sighs> the other bit of news that I learned today is that Tom Cruise is slated to be Van Helsing in the Van Helsing reboot. Well, hang on, hang on. I'm sorry. I got to rewind you on that. Yeah. One thing. Uh, in, in Cameron in an interview said, uh, uh, "I can assure fans." Absolutely, they can take it that the film will not be compromised either way. <laughs> because that's what's important, not it making as much money as possible. Right. That It's it's the film being compromised that's important. That's why he gives a fuck about the rating. Uh, I'm sorry, but you were saying about... Uh, just that re- uh, Van Helsing is being rebooted. Uh, and that Tom... Cr- <laughs> Tom Cruise is supposed to play Van Helsing. <laughs> Is yep. that what a coronary feels like? <laughs> I uh, I think I'm looking at it. Yeah. Oh, what what is that, what is that when the blood vessel explodes in your head? That's an aneurysm. Uh, that ER? might be. A, oh shit! <laughs> you, so, hold on, just so I didn't mishear you. Yeah. They're re- rebooting, which now, rebooting I I think deserves to be said. It can only be used if you're if you're uh, starting over a a franchise again. Correct. They re- they rebooted uh, Night- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. They rebooted uh, Star Trek. They only made one, thank God, Van Helsing film. Even though it was successful, it still sucked. Oh, of course it sucked. So, but they're they're not rebooting it. They're remaking it again. They're making it. it how long has it been? Ninety what? Ninety no. Two thousand four. Two thousand four. Yeah. So it's not it's not even ten years old. No. They're not remaking it. They're just making it again. Yes. New rule, new movie sarcastic rule. If it's less than a decade, you're not doing a remake. You're just making it again. And yes. we need, and we need a to perfect make- example is a Spider-Man reboot or uh, remake, so to say. Mm-hmm. They're just it. The first film came out in 2002. This film is exactly 10 years later. Well, and again, they're not even pretending anymore. We said we we talked about this in a previous episode. They're not even pretending. They're saying, you know what? You like that so much. <laughs> We're going to do it again. Yep. You, you want to just try something different or put a two next? No, no, no. We're just going to do it again. New characters, <laughs> actors. We'll change the script around, but it's the same movie. Yep. Okay. okay. And, and and people will pay. And uh, you're goddamn right. Because no. there are a lot of people that liked Van Helsing. Oh, I I, I know. You, you actually have a little story, don't you? About you want me to it. tell that story again? I don't know if you've ever told it on the show. I, I know we've it. talked about it. I think I've told the it show. on the show, but we have new listeners, as always. I'm going to tell it again because it's a short story. All right, go for it. it i got to uh, hear it again. My ex's friends, uh, we, we go to this little, uh, it's like, you know, couples thing. It's just the four of us. It's a big party later, but it's just the four of us sit around playing cards. Right. And and they're SCA people. They're so- uh, Society for Creative Anachronism. They get dressed up in armor, uh, recreate, uh, you know, hit each other with swords, and dress in period costume for fun on weekends. Okay. Uh, and 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 read big volumes of history books for fun. Uh, I'm not an idiot, but I don't have a lot in common with these people. I can't talk about 17th century buttons. <laughs> you know, I don't have that kind of retained knowledge. So it's tr- hard trying to find something we can discuss. And and also the the one guy's an IT. They're both ITs, I think, and I'm not. Uh, so we're, we're discussing, you know, and movies come up. It's okay. Here's the subject I know about. Right. And you know, titles are getting passed back and forth. And someone mentions Van Helsing. And I immediately, I'm not even, you don't have to pull the trigger. It just looks like hair, hairpin. 
I just immediately snap into like a 15-minute rant on how horrible that film was. I'd seen it recently, too, so it's still fresh in my mind. Okay. I just, just, <laughs> just vile pouring out of my mouth. Spittle might have been flying. Who knows? I wasn't yelling, but I was know. very, very vehement that, that this was the worst horrible film, and I'm just talking about how it pained me and horrible, and I'm just ranting. And I kind of burned myself out after 5, 10 minutes, 12, who knows how long it was. You know, time kind of, uh, the, drink, the drinks got a little bit lower. Right. And and there's dead silence. <laughs> and then uh, the um, the S the the female SCA uh, of the of the other of the other couple, she kind of looks up and just does it. That's like my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> and, I, and what can I say at that point? I've I've totally maligned the film. And you could I'm, apologize, I'm, but don't. And. and by the way she said it, it it's it's like i it's like i just said that like the the it's like i, t- I took the blankie that she grew up with as during childhood and like blew my nose in it it's that kind of thing i didn't just like just say something that she like was bad i insulted like her soul because something, she something loved it. something that film grabbed her soul and right, twisted exactly. every time That's she saw it go with. and and it did mine too in a different way though it was a bad twist mm-hmm. and, and just to look at her eyes it's like uh, it, it wasn't that bad <laughs> So, yes, they are remaking that with uh, Tom Cruise as Van Helsing. (laughs) Yes, that is happening. Oh, wait. (laughs) So after the the huge hit, Ghost Protocol being a huge hit, everyone loved it, made lots of money. Uh, after all the shit talk about like the Mission Impossible films and how they were a, it was a crap series, this new one comes out. Everyone loves it. He gains all this respect back. No one's knocking him anymore. No one's saying he's a, a box office poison. Everybody loves him. Night and day is forgotten. Uh, and 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 his next move is to do Van Helsing remake. Rem- uh, yeah. Exactly. Unfortunately, somebody's sabotaging Tom. Now this could be one of those. This could be one of those things where it gets announced that it's happening, or it's it it should be happening. It it just could be one of those projects that just never happens. Well, that that would be good. Yes, it would be. Be good, but now, but something you, tells me that that isn't the way it's gonna go. It's gonna be made. Now, since you mentioned that film, and this has to go in the book now because that was a big money maker, right? Oh yeah, uh, I think it made it was a, couple, a couple hundred million. That was a big budget film, right? Hundred fifty, I think. Um, that over a hundred million counts. Yeah. Uh, th- that's got to go in the book. Uh, I'll start, we'll start doing uh, notes for that. And I think we have to review that next episode cause we've never formally reviewed it. And I think you may, this was your idea earlier today, so I'm not taking credit for it. No, 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 of, I understand. I thought we were going to go with another film, but we don't have to. I'm fine with no, doing Van Helsing. No, when you had mentioned Van Helsing before, I was like, yeah, but you know, let's do something topical. And now you mentioned this and now it's topical. Yeah. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> now it's topical. Let's do it. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Oh man! Uh, so I have to watch it again now. Yeah, I, I'm sorry about that. I do because I blanked out parts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite part is like the beginning where she says, "Yeah, I've always wanted to see the ocean before I die." Oh. <laughs> it's like, well, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and let me guess where they're gonna put the ashes? Uh in the ocean. <laughs> And, and you know what? Spo- no spoiler alert. Just shut up. <laughs> I don't, if, if you've never seen the film before, you shouldn't have. I'm just saving you yeah. if they have. Um, uh, I get uh, the other 
news, so to say, is the Avengers' um, huge foreign market opening. It actually opened there first. Yeah, but you can almost expect that. I mean, well, I didn't expect for them to for them to open the film in 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 the foreign market first. I really I'm didn't. not surprised. They're blitzing with this. They're blitzing. Oh, this yeah. Film, this film is going to is going to be the rationalization for them because they did like five or six films leading up to this one big film. Right. I, I don't think this is uh, I don't think they're trying to do a sequel to the Avengers as much as they're trying to branch this off into sequels for all of the characters. Right. With crossovers. Yeah, they're saying it made 185 million um, in its foreign market already. Yeah, no, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, you know what? They they might say that they're not interested in doing a sequel, but when this film could potentially could break the opening weekend record set uh-huh. by The Dark Knight. Uh, I think that's like 155. They're talking this thing could do 160, 170. They'll make a fucking sequel. There's just huh. too much money involved. But what I'm saying is that it won't even be sequels. If there's, I, I think they're planning. And my, my prediction is that they're not even planning to do one sequel because where's the money in that? They've proven that you can cross over these films now. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, this, the uh, the hype that came with each ending is like, oh, the Hulk was in this one. Right. Oh, Thor was in this one. They yeah. can like... Now they can just feed off that, and like they can release these films, and the big thing's not going to be, uh, it's an Avengers film. The big thing's going to be the next Iron Man film is who's going to show up in this one. Right. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be what what guest appearance we're going to have now, and they've never had this. They've never had the comic book equivalent of crossovers and films to the extent that this is going to have. The you, the best they had was like in the Expendables, or oh Bruce Willis is in the movie, and uh, you Schwarzenegger, know, yeah. Yeah, um, they had star crossovers, but they never really had major character crossovers to any real extent. Now, this is going to start that. I'm wondering why DC hasn't started doing this. Um, because they didn't think of it first. But they can still do it. Justice League, I mean, they could very easily do that. And because unlike DC, Marvel like sold them, Marvel sold itself to a, to a movie company. Disney, right? Yeah, yeah. It was I mean, yeah. I mean, DC is still DC. They're still selling rights. They have contract deals. Marvel pretty much just said, "Fuck it, Disney, we're yours." And now, Disney, Disney just took the entire thing. And said, "Okay, Disney does what Disney does best. Let's market this as much as humanly possible and squeeze the blood out of the stone." And DC's not doing that. They're still doing. There's Disney's thinking ten years ahead. DC's still thinking like, uh, you know, two years ahead. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're all worried about Batman sequel. And, and, well, and I'm wondering Mar- if it's because Nolan is pretty much, he's helming the Batman franchise right now, and he's not he's not that type of guy. I don't think he's the crossover type of guy. I think once he does The Dark Knight Rises and that trilogy is done and he's out, Zack Snyder is doing Superman. Mm-hmm. I think Zack Snyder is much more accepting of of getting into the crossover. And I wouldn't be surprised... They haven't said anything. No one really knows anything about the Superman film other than the fact that it's supposed to be darker, more violent, supposed to look great, things like that. Um, well, but as far as that. plot details, you only know that Zod is the villain. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's a crossover in that movie and DC starts it. Zod? Yeah, we've talked about this already. Okay. Um, <laughs> the problem, too, is when you look at Marvel, uh, again, Marvel, Disney. D- Disney was thinking so far ahead. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't get revolutionary directors to do whole new things. They they kept eat the, the look at all the films, even though they have different directing styles. Right. All look the same. They're all set in a basic reality. 
with with the DC films, you you look at Spider Man, then you look at Batman. There's no way those two films are coexisting. The characters, the whole, they're, they're making their own Elseworlds. Right. They're all separate realities. Uh, Disney foot in the door. And I don't know if they were the one driving force behind it. I think they kept a tone where they said, "Okay, you guys can do what you want to do, but keep it in a, in you know keep it homogenized to an extent where at least we you know this crossover thing would be possible." Right. If they yeah. were creating if they were creating this whole different world for uh, Iron Man to live in, this futuristic world or something, you wouldn't be able to do crossover. True. Spider Man. There's no way Spider Man's walking into Gotham. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Because the, why the would reality, it? It's DC Marvel. I'm talking about just Justice League stuff. I'm sorry. I, I said DC Marvel. I'm sorry. Um, I, I you know you're talking I, about like Daredevil, right? Okay. And the and the problem with that too is the other reason is because DC doesn't have five great comic book movies out there everyone loves. This they've is also got, true. They've got one. They've and got the, Batman, and if Zack Snyder does what I think he can do, Superman. But that's always been the way. Those are those two mainstays, Batman and Superman, and that really ends there with with DC. But don't forget, for the longest time, um, DC owned the theaters. Marvel, every time Marvel tried something, uh, Fantastic Four, we're talking the first Fantastic Four, Roger right. Corman, they tried that, they tried the Punisher, it always burned, they always burned in, in flames, you know, flamed out. And then DC, everything they did, Superman, everyone loves it, except for the sequels, maybe. And then when that got stale, they did Batman. And Batman shouldn't have been good, but everyone loved it. And they just right. dominated the box office with comic book films until uh, Marvel finally got wise and did what DC wouldn't do, which was make a straight comic book movie. With, and between X-Men and Spider-Man, they took back the market. And ever since then, Batman was great, but DC's never even come close to cornering the market like marvel has now yeah marvel's just cranking them out and and marvel's made a lot of shit too but the shit falls through the cracks now because you've got they so, have many so many issues. other good things sure and, yeah. and and if it wasn't for nolan dc wouldn't even be a they're, they're a speck on the map they wouldn't even yeah. be that much if it wasn't for mm -hmm. nolan D dc dropped the ball with the with the uh superman reboot oh yeah oh they had a, ch they had a chance to do something different but, and, and it just goes to show it just goes to show that they just maybe they just don't have good luck in the whole matter. They got Brian Singer, you know. They they had Brian Singer uh, was a Marvel guy doing the X Men films, the first and second film, one better than the other. They bring him in, and it's just the Superman films an ab abomination. Don't just, forget they had they had so many people attached. At one point, uh, Tim Burton was supposed to do it. At one point, Kevin Smith was writing it. Yeah, uh, you had so many different visions. And every vision was like this whole new thing. Like, you know, if you read, ever read the uh, Kevin Smith uh, screenplay, and since I'm going to say something good about him, fuck Kevin Smith, uh, the, the Kevin Smith screenplay was bringing in all these comic book characters and it was really true to the comic book fanboys. And it was like ahead of its time. And, and whoever was involved, Tim Burton pretty much shat on it, which is probably because he couldn't work with Kevin Smith because Kevin Smith can't work with anybody. <laughs> um, but they, 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 they shit and on wasn't that. Wasn't Tim they, Burton's film supposed to have Nicolas Cage too? Yeah, I mean, again, I think that if I remember correctly, I I, I think there's a, a a still shot of Nicolas Cage in a costume. Yeah, uh, the super, yeah, the Superman. Sh yeah, I remember yeah. that. I'm almost positive if you if if you go out and you do a Google search for Nicolas Cage Superman, and what you, those test and you shots. right, and you do just an image search, there's yeah. a bunch of it's all the same shot, but there you'll find Nicolas Cage in a Superman outfit. And again, they're going for a different look. They're going for a different style, and all that got thrown away in DC and the producers the company who you know say what you want the, the 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 controlling mass as a whole they said no let's do the same thing over again 
Let's bring back Lex Luthor because God, we haven't had enough of him. Let's bring back Superman so he looks the same. Let's bring, you know, let's just bring back all the characters from the first film. It's a reboot, but we're going to bring everybody back, do the exact same thing, steal scenes from the first film. <laughs> and and somehow everyone will love it. And they dropped it. And th- again, that, and they dropped the ball that Marvel set up, and they're paying for it now. And Dark Knight's the only thing they got. I'm and again, actually, Dark, Knight, uh, Dark Knight didn't do the same thing over again. They finally yeah. caught on. It was too late. Here's the picture of Nicolas Cage I just put up on the screen. I can't see it, so... No, it's okay. I'm just letting everybody take a quick look at it. I mean, and that's absolutely Nicolas Cage. I mean, that is a horrible, absolutely horrible uh, Superman costume. It looks like it's just made out of complete latex. Now, here's the fun part. You want to make fun of DC for thinking about that, or Tim Burton, whatever. Mm -hmm. Go Go back to the 90s. Right. And I remember Bridget Jones dressed as She-Hulk. Oh, really? You don't remember that? No. That Bridget Jones, is that right? Who, was who am I thinking of? Bridget St- Jones. Not, no, it's not Bridget Jones. Bridget... Bridget You're talking about Bridget the... Nielsen. Bridget Nielsen. Brid- Bridget Nielsen. Uh, Stallone's wife. Oh. Was it Stallone's wife, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, there, there is a test shot of her uh, painted green. It was for... They were, they were playing with the idea of doing a She-Hulk film. It was just her painted green... With this weird uh, bikini on, but it was like padded, and and the, the breasts were angular. If you if you search for it, you'll find I'm that. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna put that up on the screen next. So that was in the '90s. That was Marvel trying. Oh, we'll get in there, and they were doing the same shit that DC was doing now with that, or doing then with uh, Nicolas Cage. So <laughs> my God, I found it. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that and you look at what Marvel's doing now. That right. was Marvel. That was Marvel 20 years ago. How sad. Yeah. Marvel's come a long way. All right, here it is. <laughs> oh Lord! I don't even need to see it. It's burned it's in the retina. Terrible. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm taking. Holy that shit! That is see, this picture. is why everyone needs to. And you know, we don't actually promote this when we record the show at all. This is why everyone needs to tune into the show live when because we do cool stuff like this. We'll play. We promoted, we promoted the last two shows. What are you talking about? We've been saying we do live shows. No, I know, but do we ever say go to livestream.com slash moviesucktastic? Yes. I'm drawing a blank on that. I don't remember us doing that. I think I would. I don't think we do it enough. How about that? I I couldn't agree more, sir. Uh, but we got sidetracked on that. But I, I think it's an interesting point, and it's, it's and I don't think I don't think DC is ever going to catch up at this point, uh, unless give them another decade. Unless Mar, unless Disney drops the ball, and Disney doesn't drop the ball off. No, they they're not a billion dollar company by accident. Right, they're a billion dollar company because they don't give a shit about people. Yeah. It's kind of like the argument you made back in the day. I know it's off topic. It's not films, but back when Microsoft was saying, "Hey, we're going to make a video game system." Oh, yeah. and, and I remember having this conversation with you, actually. Yeah. Um, and can I say it, can I say it then? Absolutely. You, uh, go right ahead. Yeah, because the, the, when the first news came out, Microsoft was going to do it, and all these people were talking about, oh, they don't know anything about gaming. Oh, they don't know gaming. Microsoft, they, uh, they're going to screw it up. Uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Gonna, <laughs> I, almost said, I almost said Steve Jobs. That's why. Bill uh, Gates is going to mess it up. He's going to screw the whole thing up. They don't know anything about that. It's like. Dude, they do computers for the guy is a multi-billion-dollar corporation. They're gonna do some research, right? I mean, they 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 stole Steve Jobs. Basically, they stole from Steve Jobs. He oh, Steve yeah. Jobs. What? 
Uh, that, no, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Yes. Steve Jobs had a product he couldn't market. They stole it and marketed it successfully and did better yep. than he did with it. Say what you want about Macintosh. Windows is the prevailing source. He did better with it. And they're saying now, well, he's not going to make a successful you know, video game system. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... But yeah, again, these these big companies, they're big for a reason. They're a successful reason. They know how yep. to do it. And yep. Disney taking over cool. Marvel is the best thing that ever happened to Marvel. Absolutely correct. And also, and also, if you remember back then, there were people that, c- that were concerned when Disney took over Marvel. Say, well, what's that? this going to affect the quality of the films now? Yeah, it did. <laughs> Enjoy your Avengers film. <laughs> Whiny bitches. Uh... <laughs> so is that it for news? I think so. <laughs> do we want to go ahead and take a break and then come back and review our movie? Let's do a quick break and we'll come back and we'll do the uh, Hunger Games. Ooh, the Hunger Games. Hunger. All right. Hunger for your games. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. That's right. We'll be right back. And, and I have to mute myself, don't I? Yes, you do. Now? Yes, yes now. I'm alone tonight. Hey. Got no one to cuddle. Urgent. Urgent for some connection. Don't worry. Daddy ain't gonna hurt you. Just tune in Movie Sucktastic. Give us a call at 908-514-4470. Tell us what bad movies have been tickling you. Just call after dark. We like it that way. We could do it, you know. Take off, live in the woods. They'd catch us. Well, maybe not. We wouldn't make it five miles. One courageous young man and woman for the honor of representing District 12 in the 74th Annual Hunger Games. It's your first year, Prim. Your name's only been in there once. They're not gonna pick you. show that's all they want there's 24 of us gail only one comes out so you're here to make me look pretty i'm here to help you make an impression and so it was decreed that each year the 12 districts of pan am shall offer up in tribute one young man and woman between the ages of 12 and 18 to be trained in the art of survival and to be prepared to fight to the death. This is the time to show them everything. Make sure they remember you. I just keep wishing I could think of a way to show them that they don't own me. If I'm gonna die, I wanna still be me. 
I just can't afford to think like that. And we're back. <laughs> uh, what are you doing over there? I'm unmuting myself. <laughs> I lost it. Uh, I got a little little dire straits on in the background, Romeo and Juliet, because I think it's fitting for this this film that we're reviewing tonight. Really, Romeo and Juliet? Why? Well, because the film is being compared to, say, Romeo and Juliet meets. Uh, you know, Battle Royale. You know, it's just just meets Twilight. It's just Romeo and Juliet has come up quite a bit uh, during reviews for this movie because there is a love interest in the in the movie. Which let me, let me lower this a little bit. You know, let, let me tell you something about this film. <laughs> well, that's what we're here to do. We're here to tell yeah, 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 yeah. a little about the film. No, the, the, the fact that. You know what the problem is? And I have to interject here. If I have yeah. the ca- my, my camera up while I'm talking to you, I end up watching myself. Oh, I'm really? the most narcissistic person in the world. And if I leave it up, I'll start making faces to amuse myself. Mm. So I keep forgetting I have to close this down. Now we can talk face to face. Oh, Go good. ahead, sir. This film. Tell me something about this film. Uh, I think the odds in this movie. The, the odds. that. Odds. Well, I, I just... Obviously, it's it's non uh, it's fiction. The writer can write whatever she wants in the books. Yep. But the well, fact yeah. the fact that that she volunteers because her sister gets picked. Yeah. Because the second she said that, and I've never read the book, and obviously you know for a fact that her little sister isn't going to be in the games because she's the big get. She's on all the posters. But the the second she says, if someone goes in this completely blind knows nothing absolutely zero about this movie the yeah. second she tells her little sister well you you've only had your name in the list once you won't you'll never get picked you know she's getting picked right now you said <laughs> you, you haven't read the book sir no i haven't read it either you know why because i'm not 12 because we're not kids <laughs> <laughs> and as you know, it, it's it's become customary of, for me to every episode to alienate a portion of our listening audience. Uh, and We're going to alienate I'm not doing, kids? And I'm not doing it enough because apparently our, our bandwidth keeps going higher. So I'm, I right. need to knock that down a bit. So if you're listening and you've read the book, uh, the series, if you read, uh, you know, I'll even say the, the series, forget the first one. If you've read the first one, I read the first four chapters of the first one because I got it as a review copy. Okay. I stopped because I stopped because it didn't hold my interest because. Go figure. I'm a fucking adult. Um, <laughs> this society, we've hit a snag now where uh, the intelligence level is dropping at an alarming rate. And if yes, you're an adult is. and you're reading teen fiction for entertainment, 
you're fucked. You need you need to reevaluate your life as an adult. Um, if I sat around watching cartoons all day, I would be criticized. Same fucking thing. I and that's where I'm going to draw. Now, if you occasionally go back and read children's fiction, there's some. I mean, I'm not going to knock anyone for saying, "Oh, you know, I went back and reread Charlie and the Chocolate Factory." Yeah, that was a classic work of literature. Right. It was a great kids' book. If you're reading contemporary teen fiction for entertainment. If you're over 20 and you bought a ticket for this film because you read the books, fuck you. <laughs> you're what's wrong with this country. You're what's wrong with America. <laughs> and you're what's wrong with our society today. Now, now that I've gotten well, that out of the way... Considering and, and, that the film made $150 million its opening weekend, uh, I'm going to say there's maybe a couple... In their Apple. in their twenties that went to go see because they read the books. Right. So it, it, <laughs> now that ten to fifteen percent of our audience have turned off their iPods and discussed, we can continue. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, I still love you. Well, I'm, well, that goes without saying. <laughs> you you proved it. Uh, right now, I have um, I have prove in it. the background. Hey, I have Joey. Joey, what? prove it. Prove prove it. Prove it. Uh, you said is... you love me. Prove it. Oh, later. Prove it. <laughs> Uh, oh, but, um, uh, somebody, somebody I was talking to, uh, they listened to that episode before the Oscar show. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like the show. I listened to this one. Say, oh, that's good. You can skip the next one and go right on to the one after that, though. There's nothing much, nothing in there. <laughs> I'm actually telling people not to listen to that episode. Oh, God. Don't listen. If you're listening now and you haven't listened to the Oscars show, don't bother. There's nothing there worth listening yeah, to. Yeah, just go right to the two hour and 40 minute mark. No, no. You don't want to even listen to it. It's just, it's, it, no, we no, might right, little... go right. Episode 63. Not even worth listening go, to. Go, I, I think that's the Oscar episode. Yeah, uh, that's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's, I couldn't even remember it because that's, you know. That was one of those episodes that, that got downloaded like a thousand times in, 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 uh, in, in April. I don't even understand why because there's no entertainment value to that show whatsoever. <laughs> and neither, neither will the video once you finally finish editing that. Uh, yeah, I do plan on, on doing that. Just I know you cut, do. cutting it all together into one nice little... You gave me permission. <laughs> yes, I did because I, I too am a whore. And what I also want to do is take the last 20 minutes of audio and like cut that down to like maybe five or seven minutes and make that an outtake. <laughs> Oh, First time a movie sucks Isaac. Scott of Shucks. And as I told you, the title for those both of those should be Movie Sucktastic, Scott's Shame. Uh I really have to cut um I, I have to cut sound bites from that that episode. No, you so don't. instead of me just saying it, I could have just played the audio clip for Yeah, everybody. you really yeah, you really don't need to do no, that. No, I I do. I really um, do. So, uh, Hunger Games. But real quick, uh, what I have going on in the background, because obviously the movie is still in theaters. Yes, it is all around you. Okay. Uh, there's a flame right above your head. It's on fire. It's that stupid Mockingjay thing that she wears <sighs> that won't bring yeah. her harm. Anyway. Uh, it's nice to have a symbol that has nothing really to do with anything. It's just there. You being, uh, uh, being into politics as much as you are. Obviously, you've heard of Alex Jones. Oh yeah, Alex <laughs> Jones. He he is uh, he he's the conspiracy guy that conspiracy theorists hate. Yeah, he uh, he's talking about the new world. He what he's talking about is the Hunger Games, and that's the video I have on in the background. Oh really? He, yeah. 
What's he saying? What's his big? What's his main gist about it? I oh, just this. basically that all the actors in the film, specifically uh, Jennifer Lawrence, the you know because she's doing the movie, she's accepting the new world, that uh, the new world order. Which, because uh, the film takes place, what, a hundred years in the future, and we're going in that direction, and yeah, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> well, he... he I found all... this video, I found it amusing, and obviously it's not in the background without any sound, but people get the gist. They can watch the video, he puts things on the screen, it's just absurd, completely absurd. The base, basic gist with Alex Jones, all you need to know is that what he does is he, he there's a market out there for conspiracy theorists. Right. And he he's like the Dan Sa- the uh, the Michael Savage. Fine, okay. He 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 just he, he just t- finds anything. Remember that that review I did of um, the Last Dragon or the uh, that cartoon with the kid that rode the dragon. What was that called? That was called. Oh, the that was um, How to Train Your Dragon. How uh, to Train Your Dragon, and I did the review as Glenn Beck talking about the whole thing was uh, a coded message, pro terrorist coded. Yes. That's what Alex Jones does for a living. What I did there, which was an absurdist take. On, on right, it was not amusing. existent yeah it, it, oh it's hilarious I love it I love him mm-hmm. the people that are serious about what what they do hate him because he pretends to be serious and it's a complete joke <laughs> uh, okay but anyway anyway uh do you want to do a basic plot uh, structure uh, of this or do you want me to do it um, yeah, I mean, the basic story is it's some kind of weird future where there was an uprising of some kind. I'm guessing rich against poor, uh, poor against rich, okay. and the uprising didn't take. And so now there's 12 uh, districts. Districts. And they picked two to... contestants from I wish each we, district. I wish we could have gone to the district, district 9. That would have been a cool one. <laughs> and and what happens is every year they have a lottery. The whole And, and here's the genius of this sci-fi tale. This is why it's geared towards teenagers, because it doesn't make any fucking sense. This, um, this, this totalitarian state has right. decided the way to keep the masses docile is to every year round up 24 of their children and kill them. <laughs> yeah. But not just kill them, but make a, make a TV show out of it and make it fun. And make them kill each other. And for some reason, this is seen as entertainment on either side. And the <laughs> well, one of the things that they they actually talk about two of the characters, they say, well, why don't we just not watch? If we don't watch, they don't have a show. And if they don't have a show, they won't do this anymore. Well, it, but again, and it's not like, that simple because well, not- if you break it down, you know, us as a, a society, uh, they people just love watching other people's misery. Uh-huh. Why do you think there's so many goddamn reality shows that are just pure garbage? Well, and it's a morbid curiosity, too. Well, but the that problem too. is, it's a teen novel, so what you have here is you have philosophical debate mm-hmm. on, an, on a very base level. It, like, well, all he's saying is the old adage of, what if you threw a war and nobody came? And no one's ever said that and not gotten laughed at because it's dumb. Well, yes. Because, you know, because why, why, why do they go? Well, in some states, they'll kill you if you don't go to war. So, yeah, that's why they went to war. And, and you believe the propaganda. And sometimes sometimes a war is actually a good thing. I even I hate to admit that. So, I mean, and everything about this film is a base level of philosophy mm-hmm. or political uh, debate. It's the whole thing about, oh, they're TVs. You know, it's just exploitation for the masses. And they're exploiting us and making us watch our own demise on television. It, yeah, that kind of reminds me of Everybody Loves Raymond, but it's take, it's taken to such an illogical extreme, and it's, it's supposed to make us say, yeah, that's just like reality TV today. No, it's not. It's not Meet the Kardashians. And uh, 
I wish everything. they would do a Hunger Games with them. Uh, well, that's a whole different thing. That's a, you, you just wish somebody would kill them on television. I don't care how. If that's, that's what I'm saying. You <laughs> it doesn't have to be a game. You could just lock them in a room with no water for a week. I, I, know, I should say that. that that's, that's, that's terrible. But I know, and it's now just, it's on tape. I, I find them so... <sighs> The, the, the Dude, entertainment honestly, value is just, it's not there. I mean, I, I, I can't stand reality shows. You can't stand them. Perfectly honest, no joking, I couldn't pick them out of a lineup right now. I have no idea who you're talking about. I know in the pop culture sense, I know who they are. I know they have yeah. a show. I could not, if I met one on the street, I wouldn't know who the hell it was. I, you know, I only can because I, I like the show, um, I like the show the, the Soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hosted by Joel McHale. And right. I just think that's just a, a brilliant show where he takes everything I hate about TV and reality shows and the media and he puts it in a nice, you know, half an hour show and makes fun of it for the mm -hmm. trash and the, the crap, the shit that it is. Yeah. That's the only reason why I know who the fuck they are. Which is why they get made is, fun of on a weekly basis. Which is why you would watch The Hunger Games. If not, you were, not, not me personally. No, but you know what I'm saying, which is why you would watch something that's exploiting you, because even then there's an entertainment value in watching something you don't like. Oh, sure. Right. But again, everything now, the fact that and the book obviously to some extent has the same shallow, basic uh, philosophical quandaries uh, because right. the, the Christian community leaped right on it. They love it. Oh. The simplistic philosophy, we're there. You know, and like right down to the whole idea uh, they draw parallels between, and I'm not sure if it was meant intentionally or not. Who knows at this point? Uh, I mean, I'd have to read something about the author, and I don't care to. Um, there's a whole thing oh, where yeah. in the book, as opposed to the movie, uh, when she finds uh, Peta. Peta. Well, yeah, which I guess he doesn't eat meat. He, she, um, <laughs> she he, finds he works him wounded. Right, she finds him wounded, and she buries him for three days in a, in a cave, and then brings him back when she digs him up he's better so it's the whole resurrection of christ kind of thing going and they, they draw all these weird parallels oh, to God. make it say so so much like the stephanie meyer the novels of twilight where it's uh what religion was that was that uh twilight oh yeah, um the, protestant the, was the protestant i don't know what it was but they, they don't have sex and yeah. it just it's just fucking shit well, if you go back to uh, to the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, that was all pro-Christian. That was ba that was really blatant Christian. Well, you know what's funny too that that and first then, film that came out was monster success, three hundred million almost, two hundred sixty right. sixty five billion. Then the sequels come out and they didn't care anymore. They yeah. got their one movie and that's all they cared about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got oh, this is our Lord of the Rings. Good, enjoy it. Yeah. And yeah, well, then the Golden Compass came out and that was the anti-Christianity one. So every every yeah, time that they didn't do well at all. No, well, you know, <laughs> I, I I haven't seen it. For all I know, it actually is crap. Who knows? Uh, I did see little bits and pieces of it. They CGI the cat. It's enough said. She's <laughs> petting this cat, and it's CGI'd. Sorry. Enough said. No, enough, enough said. said. Enough said. Um, yeah. So, so you've got that going on. The whole the whole film is basically is this totalitarian company. Uh, government takes right. these children, makes them play in a game. The parents have to watch, and we follow these two characters who are supposed to be redeeming in some way, and we're supposed to be interested in their lives and care about them and hope they survive. And I don't. And and <laughs> it, and, and at the end, spoiler alert, they survive. And well, you know what? If you don't see that coming, 
then you're then you're a teenage yeah. audience. The, <laughs> the, there's a, well, yeah, that is true. <laughs> there, there's a part in the film where they make it because there's only supposed to be one winner, and they make an announcement because. Well, this is a major spoiler. We're, we're going to just destroy everything here. So yeah, just if you're if listening you were, and you do want to see this film, just well, and, and I would never tell anyone to do this, but you may want to, well, you know, come back to this episode. Turn but it they off. Won't, they won't because here's the deal: most of the people that want to see this film read the book. Most of the people that were, most people that were dragged to the film don't want to see it in the first place. And if you, I, I'm going to tell you right now: if you want, if you have no real desire to see the film, then what we're telling you isn't going to ruin it for you because it's so predictable very having not read the book i can't say there was any shocks uh it's it's a very formulaic film when they uh when they when they make the announcement where they say we have um suspended uh one winner now two from as long you, you can have two winners as long as they're from the same district right so you now, can't have one and one from District Twelve, one from District Six. It, that doesn't happen. That's because they're playing with the popularity. Because the audience right, because are loving. That's the whole Romeo and Juliet now, aspect. Here's not having read the book. Here's where it start, I start to have. This comes into the Daybreakers kind of stuff. Okay. All right. Where it doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, not having read the book, and I, I've read a lot of stuff where the book goes a lot deeper to a lot of things. Great, maybe right. it does. In the we're talking about the film. Yes. In the film. They make a big deal because the whole idea is they're they're becoming these. Uh, it's it's like it's like uh, the what was the first survival survival? It's not survival. Just beat help, me with a stick. Help me out, dude. <laughs> the first reality show. Oh, Survivor. Survivor. It's like Survivor. Each person becomes a personality on the show, and it's almost like you're you're, you're not voting people off, right. but the more you're liked, the more you're supposed to get sponsors. Now, they allude to the sponsors and never really explain it fully. They just say you get sponsors by being liked. And sponsors give you supplies to help you make the game. And the supplies can be the difference between life and death. So it's important for you to be liked and be popular on the show <laughs> because these sponsors could save you. They don't explain who the sponsors are, if it's just the audience or if it's specific rich people who are involved in the show. Well, they do show Woody Harrelson at one point in the film just talking and, and you know laughing and giggling with what, what looks to be wealthy people. And the next thing you know, she's got medicine in uh, whatever the futuristic uh, right. container but, is that they just leave for in the forest. But again, it's very vague on the process. Oh, yeah. I'm sure so, it might go deeper in the book, but... Right. So, you know. but here's here's my question, and here's the here's the point, and I'm shaking the camera because I'm doing that. Here's the point. They, he makes up all this thing. The, the more you know, they'll give you matches and you know water and things like this. So basic survival. Right. He's not talking about like the little capsules they drop down a couple times to save her life, because she's getting so popular and they start they're rigging the game. Surprise, surprise. But <laughs> uh, was that in camera? Okay, yes, it was. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> He um don't make me laugh at my own joke. That's that not funny. Um, it's funny to me. He makes he makes this huge point of saying, make the sponsors like you, and you get more stuff. Then when the game starts, mm-hmm. and they all brought up, they're all brought up to the island or to the the starting it's point. Forest or some all shit. The, all the stuff, all the supplies that they can get is just piled in front of them in this huge death trap. Where if they run to get it, it just it just turns into a bloodbath fight. 
Yeah, th- that's how the the. And it, so if if that's if how it every, starts. So if every if all the supplies you can get comes down to a snatch and grab, run for your life situation at the beginning of the game, what the fuck do you care about sponsors? <laughs> what? Where did it come? I mean, I I, what, what, what sense does it make? It it doesn't. I it, it truly doesn't. It really there's just she got no besides and again they they drop the medicine and stuff down to them because they're so popular at that point yeah because they're being followed and they're being enjoyed in the show but that had nothing to do with like half of the setup at the beginning and again he's talking about matches and little things like that so, no you're not there's the fucking there's bags there and the guy with the big stick's gonna kill you if you try to get it you know one of the things uh, while watching the film yeah. One of the things I noticed is not at one point during the movie did I feel anything towards any of the characters. No, no character development whatsoever. No character development. I felt nothing for them. Uh, the film flowed uh, in such a way that you don't feel anything for the film either. Because you know, cause you know when, you, when you see a, a truly good movie, you Memento. might get that little little pit in your stomach where it's like, I'm watching a really good film. I'm really enjoying it. I am beholding greatness. Yeah, right. Is, like you, you say, you, to you yourself, feel you feel none of that. You even like, yeah, you watch a film and think, I'm gonna remember this. Like you just take it in. You're drinking, you're drinking it in. You can't. It's like, oh, please don't let it. You know, just give me everything you got. And this right. film is just there's let nothing it in this film. Not that I'm expecting you know groundbreaking, you know, filmmaking here. Well, but there's nothing in this film that goes anywhere near uh, what you would expect from a movie that makes $150 million its opening weekend. Yeah, I, I read one review that was really great where they said, I saw the film, and I walked out of it, and was like, okay, so why is everyone raving about this? The only thing I can commend them for is the fact that they didn't make it in 3D. <laughs> it's like, truly. It's probably just a time-constrained issue. I, I'm sure if they could have, they would have. Well, I'm sure that they could probably take the film and do it later. Yeah, you know, I awesome. wouldn't be surprised if it gets released uh, in 3D on, uh, when it hits Blu-ray. Oh, that's the re the re-release in 3D before the second film comes out. That's what they'll do. Yeah, maybe they will. Yeah. Taking a note out of uh, Lucas's book. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, and you, you you mentioned the whole idea. There's nothing that really draws you through the film. Now, there's no tension in the film either, unless you count the shaky cam. Yeah, and they do that a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Well. Here, here's, it's here's not a done a tremendous amount, but it's done enough. We'll, here's we'll a tip. put it that way. It's bad when you use shaky cam in an action scene. It's really bad when you use shaky cam during a prolonged dialogue sequence. They're talking, and the camera's like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so they're fucking talking. So they're trying to build tension. A... They do it There's during no... the violent scenes because... You know how you build tension? You know how you build tension? Plot and character development. Not, they, uh, not, not at the dinner table. So how, how do we survive? They, they do it during the death scenes because from what I understand, the books are supposed to be much violent. more violent than right. what the film is producing. And because they want, obviously they want that PG-13. Yeah, and you're touching my main problem with the film. And I've, and I've read a lot of reviews that felt the same way about this, and I'm glad I'm not alone here. Right. It, it's a film about violence. It's a film where the plot is they take kids and make them kill each other and there is no real violence in this film. It is sterile violence. Right. The whole, the big scene where all, they all get together and like half of them are killed in the first, the, the first, the big opening of the show where half of them kill each other. Right. And they do a quick. And it's know, got that shaky cam. 
it's got extreme. It's got it's like epileptic shaky cam. They just like yeah. put it on a bungee cord and threw it all over the place. And then it's quick cuts, and you don't see any real violence. You just you, get you the see impression. Wh- you see glimpses of things with blood on it. Glimpses and, and, of blood and, and people raising their arms in a stabbing type motion and a bludgeoning type motion. And, and and the impression that people are dying, and they take the sound out too, so you right. can't even hear screams or anything. And this is supposed to make us be afraid or tension that, oh, bad stuff's happening. No, you're not. All you're doing is saying violence happened, and then you're making the violence so nonviolent that I don't care. No. You want, you want to see violence? You want to see a film? Watch the opening, opening five minutes to Battle Royale. <laughs> I'm not supposed yeah. to kill anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not supposed to participate. Well, that's that's not actually the opening five minutes. The opening five minutes is where they, they, they have the survivor from the last game where it's a little girl. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's you have to true. get in a little bit to that yeah, part. But but that's, yeah, like, what, ten minutes in then? Yeah. Like the, the yeah whole, that, that, they like, round them up. That introduction sequence would beat Takashi. That's just like, oh, <laughs> okay, that sticks. Um, well, and, and beyond that, even, the violence, when you go into the film further, I mean, now, Let's talk about. I, I made notes on this because I want to make sure I, I underline my point here. Uh, you have. You t- I got notes car- too. Okay, you, you want to go ahead with some. Of your, do you have any notes about? Tell you what, let's 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 pair our notes here. All right, let's do that. Um, do you have any notes about archery? Archery? No, I don't. I want to mention one thing. Uh, I read an article that says since the film has come out, archery uh, archery lessons have spiked. Of course they have. Just like yeah. everyone wanted a goddamn owl when fucking Harry Potter was released. And just like everybody like, wanted I'm sorry, Skittles. little Stevie, you can't have an owl. It will claw your fucking eyes out. Right. And just like everyone wanted Skittles after a black kid got shot by a Oh. <laughs> my, my point is. <laughs> thank you for oh. Although you're right. Skittle sales have gone up. They did go up because it's called trending. And yeah. the, bellwether, the bellwether in a trending experience does not have to be a positive thing. Right. It could be a negative thing. It could be a neutral thing. It's just something that grabs people's attention. She has a bow and arrow, and, I, and it's like all you people out, all you archery teachers out there that are thrilled, great, because these, if you, you know, you know how quickly kids lose interest in things they get interest in. Right. You you better sell them one year memberships now because they'll be dropping out after two months and their fingers start hurting. So oh, I yeah. just. God, you kidding? They're not going to be able to bend back a bow at age twelve. They, they have a they have a lighter tensions. It's a teen novel, not twelve. We're talking fourteen, sixteen. Let's be fair. Well, I'm talking about taking archery lessons at 12 years old i don't know why you're doing you probably don't have the upper body strength to pull back a bow no one mentioned 12 year olds so i don't know why you're talking about 12 i'm talking about teenagers (laughs) you can make shit up if you want you can talk about teenagers all you want i know how you like them (laughs) hey (laughs) you did see twilight with one didn't you Uh, that's neither here well there was there was the place was full (laughs) i'm totally fucking with you the place was the place was full of teenagers. They were everywhere. Yeah, and, and you're a full-grown man with a beard. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> hey, baby. Right. How are you digging this, uh, digging this digging this Twilight movie? You like I, it? I, was in, I was interviewing teenage girls. <laughs> you were. And anyone yeah. that wants to watch that video, please go to YouTube and uh, do a search for Movie Sucktastic. Which, I by was... the way, the, that site has been... Um, that site has just been killing it in the internet world. Really? Our movie sucked. We got, you know, and this might might not be as as uh, impressive and maybe as maybe some other websites, but we got five hundred thousand player views on our movie sucktastic uh, YouTube page, mostly because of the erotica website, uh, the erotica show that we went to. I'm going back to this year. I, you know what? I'm going with you. 
Really? Well, you know, if you can't make I'll, it, I'm going alone. But no, no, I, 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 it's good for the show. Now, speaking of teenage girls, yes, I need to tell the story real quick because it came up. Uh, I had a um, a reading last week, and afterwards we went out to a bar, and someone mentioned uh, first, like I forget how it got around to it, but I had to tell the story that the first time I ever um, used a bong. Oh, okay. And I was at a party. It was a birthday party, and I was like thirty. 35, 36, 35, mid-30s. I was in mid-30s, yeah, and, and I was taught to use the bong in my mid-30s by this teenage girl. Okay. And and at the time, I said, isn't this funny, to the teenager, I said, isn't this funny, I'm being taught how to use a bong in my mid-30s by a teenage girl. <laughs> and she, she looked up at me, and because we were on the stairs and she was holding it, so there's nothing weird going on, and she looks up at me and she says, literally, not even, not even joking around, says, I'm 16. I've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> there was 18. It was 18. So I'm 18. Oh, I don't know why I said 16. It was 18. So I, I'm 18. I was hoping you were going to correct yourself. <laughs> Let's <laughs> just put it that way. You didn't say 12 like you keep saying. I, you but, know what? I, 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 I didn't share a bong with a 12-year-old, so I got nothing to worry about. There you go. Like, I'm 18. I've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's like, and I'm 35, and I haven't. <laughs> Holy shit. There you go. And that was, that was interesting. Anyway. Anyway, back to the um, movie. <laughs> all right. Do you have any notes on? I've got. Uh, I mentioned the sponsor thing. You have any other like logic problems with the film that you don't? Logical. I mean, again, uh, we're a hundred well, years like, in the future, and everyone's got funny facial hair and fucking weird costumes. Oh, well, well, what the fuck is that? Oh, Doctor Seuss is is more subtle. Yeah, yeah, right. Stanley Tucci. He's got uh, fucking uh, cap teeth and blue hair. Stanley. Stanley. And I Stan like Stanley Tucci. I love Stanley Tucci. You know, and, and and I could even almost say I like him in this movie if I can look past the teeth and the hair, because he's he does these uh, subtle little things, uh, where because he's the the, uh, the interviewer of all of uh, the kids, the MC. He's the right. And the only thing I keep thinking about is the fucking Running Man. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of people are making similarities to Running Man. Yeah, uh, I just and I didn't know that. That's just my generalization of it i'm just yeah. thinking running man every fucking time well actually when a lot of people when the book came out and people were criticizing her for ripping off uh, the battle royale which was a book before it was a movie right um stephen king came to her defense and said you know what it's reminiscent of running man too i mean this is not a new concept of like the whole game show thing right you know right. i did that back in you know i wrote that how many years ago yeah <laughs> early 80s it was made into a film in 87 yeah. i believe you know it's like as much 86. as i may not like stephen king as a writer uh at this point in my life I still like the guy. He's still a cool guy. I can't not like what, him. Stephen King? Yeah. I'd have a beer with him. You kidding? I, I'd I have a beer with him and I talk about Shawshank, The Mist, and The Green Mile. Uh, All night long. I would talk uh, about just those three. I talk politics with Stephen King. He just seems like a really Well, cool I'm sure we could do that. But if I was going to pick his brain about movies and books, those are three of... And they're all Frank Darabont films, surprisingly enough. Uh... Probably three of the most well-made Stephen King. Uh, don't don't get me on this film. Don't don't get me on this. Let's just do an episode on Stephen King then, because you're going to get me on the best and worst lists there, and I'm going to be stuck. I can't talk. I can't talk about Stephen King. You're, best you're and worst denying movie. that those three. No, I just think I can't talk about it now because I'm going to. It'll end up being a half-hour conversation. We could do a whole episode on Stephen King. I understand. You know, it's the next time a Stephen King film comes out, let's just do a whole episode on Stephen King films because we can spill two hours doing that. <laughs> breathe, breathe. But. Um, there's a microphone there. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, again, the whole idea of simplified philosophy. I'm Somebody, uh, uh, real quick, uh, the, the religion for Twilight was Mormons. Mormon. And somebody uh, had said, real world MTV asswipe. <laughs> Basically, they were correcting me no, in saying no, that wait. the religion was Mormons and that the uh, reality TV show was the real world and that I'm an asswipe. No, they're fucking wrong because that wasn't a real game. I'm talking. I meant game show, reality game show, which was Survivor. That was the first big one. To right. Well, I was just talking about reality TV in general. Yeah. Well, even then, like the like MTV. Yeah, give give the real world all the credit you want. It was just a bunch of stupid kids talking, and they do that in other shows too. Yeah. The Survivor was the first one that turned it into a game. Although back then, when the real world came out, it's a, it was a lot better than the drivel that they have. They try and consider reality totally. TV now. Totally inconsequential to what I'm saying. It is. Which is, when you were talking about the Hunger Games, Survivor was the first real reality game show that has that kind of... Yes, it was. And it was killing the ratings every week. Killing! 40 million views, viewers every week. Oh. I mean, just like crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I watched the first half of the first episode. Oh, really? Because... Because I, I, all I heard was Survivor. They put people on an island and make them do stuff. I was like, oh, this could be awesome. They're going to take 12 strangers and put them on an island and make them do challenges. It'd be great. And I watched the first one, and they got to the first challenge, and it was like, bring your luggage. It's like, excuse me? <laughs> I thought they were just going to grab 12 people, just like give them sticks and tell them, okay, now you have to build a fire. <laughs> now that's the entire Discovery Channel reality show. So they have like 12 like yes. Survivor Man shows that do that. But that's and So that turned me off immediately. I never watched it again. But, uh, but talk about your, again, getting back to that, talk about your simplified philosophy. I am a pro hate the rich people person. I you am are. A, uh, movies with rich people problems are one of your caveats. I'm a pro, I'm pro Occupy movement. I'm big on the political angle as far as that. Uh, don't get me started. And so I should love this movie. I should love the whole thing because it's demonizing the upper class and the elites that are manipulating and, and exploiting the lower class. And it does it to such an extreme, imbecilic extent right. that I can't get behind this. It really, everybody's wearing powdered wigs and uh, effeminate. And, and again, so everything's effeminate. Everything's like kind of gay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and so that's supposed to be the bad thing that everybody's so dressed up. We're like we're going back to 17th century or pick a century because I'm not good on history. Pick a century where the, all the guys wear wigs and powdered. Uh, Go with 18, 19th century. 19th really that soon? Um, oh yeah, yeah 1800s sure. Right. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, the number, moved, you got to go back. They moved it one. When yeah, you, it's, when you say 20, you really mean the 19. It's fucking mathematicians ruin everything. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's kind of weird. the 19th century. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, you know, the year 2000 is really, you know, the millennium is really not for another year because, you know, you just you suck the fun out of everything. The, this, the, this, yeah, this, everyone was doing the millennium thing. It's like, yeah, it's not till 2001. Is it the didn't millennium? Do that. I didn't do that. I was like, shut the fuck up. That says 2000. That's a round number. We're celebrating it. That's when everybody dies. <laughs> but now, now it's this month, apparently. Um, <sighs> I should be right behind it. I should be saying, yeah, that's, you know, hit it to the elites. It's like, this is like, just, this is even worse. It's, it's even worse than uh, Day of the uh, Land of the Dead. Oh. It's like, give me, give me an elite. Uh, elite society that makes sense where that's not just based on costumes right as long as i can tell the whole economy of, of panem i think that was the name panem the entire co economy has to be based on silly costumes and hair hairstylists 
I don't know what else and technology that, that create bears out of nothing. Yeah, th- that was just so silly. It just and what is with the the three screen? It's like three LCD screens or just big TV screens. Three of them. Mm-hmm. Every single time they did anything, there was always one, two, three. When it was on the any of the characters, when it was on, uh, um, on the, the the chairman, the president, whoever Donald Sutherland's character was always just one. Yeah, you know. Well, but. again, this is why all sci-fi sucks to a certain degree because everything, especially if you get out of t- books and get into film, it's even worse. Right. Um, you can you can hold on to some kind of legitimacy in a novel sci-fi, but when you get into film, film sci-fi sucks because what happens is set designers get involved, and clothing designers get involved, and they're not scientists, and they don't know anything about reality and like how things actually trend. They only know about design. Right. So when they walk into that first big room of theirs, so here's where you're going to be staying. And, and you see the dining room chairs, and they're like that accordion green that goes all around, around and shaped. And all you can think of is, of course they are. <laughs> because, because obviously in the future, the chairs have to be different. Oh, yeah. I of mean, of course the chairs have to be this, this different. This could have been one of those scenarios where uh, we could have just made a list of, oh, oh futuristic uh, container. Oh, futuristic this. Oh, futuristic that. I mean, it was one of those films. It's it's not even that much because they're not even futuristic. They're just redesigned. It's all just, I mean, I can guarantee They're meant to be different because it's 100 years in the future, this, blah, blah, blah. This is a film that's going to get an Oscar nom for at least best costume or best uh, art design. Probably. That's, uh, that I, I wouldn't disagree with. Yeah. I really I mean, wouldn't. When What's-Her-Name walks up and, you know, the first time you see her and she's all painted up and she's Standing uh, up Elizabeth there, Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks is like, oh, really? This is where we're going with this, and then and like that's bad enough. And then you go into the whole city where everybody's like like a, a, a fancy lad. Yep. And fancy lad. Yeah, everybody's God, a fancy. God, lad. I hate those fancy lads. <laughs> Want to buy a monkey? <laughs> and, and every everything's over designed, and everything's just it. It's it's like watching a '70s sci-fi film. Uh. Like you watched the Prisoner back then, and everything's round and everything. Right. So it's just it's the same thing. It's fucking silly. It's always silly, and they do it. It do it just for aesthetic value, and it just detracts from the whole idea. And then when you don't have any substance behind what this elite society. Did, here's another question for you, sir. I'm listening. The districts are starving. They are. They're all starving, right? They are. Um. Uh, the rich part, Panem, or the rich center, of the city. Yeah. They're they're got. Food coming everywhere, right? They do. Where are they growing the food? <sighs> I'm assuming in the districts. Yeah. I don't but know they why don't they're starving then. But then why are they starving? Here's a question for you. If they're starving... And and when, like, say she catches a deer, she was going to sell it. She wasn't going to eat it herself. Well, and I don't understand where money has any value uh, anyway. Uh, I would imagine just be, you know food and water, that holds more value than anything. Yeah, um, but I, I don't the, know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Jennifer, they don't really go into it. Jennifer Lawrence as Katniss. Katniss, which yeah. is the stupidest name I ever heard. It's even stupider when you know, you know why she's called Katniss. Why because she's called Katniss? Katniss is a kind of edible uh, grass or something, and oh. its its uh, genus name or some whatever is a, is another word that's Latin for arrowhead. Get it? Because oh, she's got a bow and arrow, sure. Because right. because because when she was born, her mother said, "You're gonna fucking kill an archery." 
or it was just a really weird coincidence. I don't know. Maybe it was fate. Uh, in the maybe, book, maybe it, was, it would maybe have it was a, to be. Maybe it was a smart-ass writer that wanted to make teenage uh, audiences feel clever. Maybe. Found out. But it, it, I would say that uh, that is that is more appropriate. Here's, here's the my question did, for you. Did that, obviously, yeah. Yeah, here, here's my question for you. Okay. Famine, right? Yeah. Or close to it. Everyone's, you know, she's killing, she's, you know, she's killing, she's killing like. squirrels. Right. Um, no food. Uh, a loaf of bread looks, it's like a luxury. Yeah. Uh, oh, sure. That, that opening, well, not opening, but one of the scenes in the film where he, uh, one of the guys that she knows comes by with a piece of bread. It's like, is this real? Right. It's like, yeah, it better be real. Which means there's counterfeit bread floating around, which I don't doubt. <laughs> and, and, uh. Synthetic and people bread. Are, people are putting additional copies of their children's names in the pool just so right. they can get extra rations. Let me ask you this. Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. She look like she's missing any meals? No. Um, no. Very, they, very curvy. They, they bring her up. They put her in that dress. It's like, all right, this is not a girl that's been su- surviving on squirrel meat and uh, goat cheese. Her, you know, this is not a girl who's like who sees a loaf of bread and goes, "What the hell's that?" No, this girl's eating. Yeah, oh yeah, she's very this, curvy. There's, there's no, there's no, there's no hunger in the, uh, everybody. Even, even not, there weren't, there wasn't one contestant. Maybe the skinny kid that gets the head snapped. There wasn't one <laughs> contestant who was like, you know, there's a kid who who was really, really desperate for a hot meal. Not one of them. Right. No. 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 Not any of them. Now, uh, I, although I, the the uh, what was it? I don't remember what district it was, but they were like saying like the higher that, up districts, like one or two or three. Yeah, they were saying that they're they trained for this and they win almost every year. Because I'm sure, actually, I'm sure the district, whatever they have, uh, as far as food and water, they're giving it to them to train, uh, to you know represent their district. Yeah, but they, other they, than that, they everybody kind of else's district is crap. Yeah, they kind of underlined that like other districts are better than others, more well off than others. Right. So the ones that are closer to that, like say they have trainings where they train these kids from the beginning and make them volunteer so they can have winners and get ex- get all the extra supplies they get for winning. You know what I thought was funny? Uh, they they go in they, when they kill the little girl. No. That was hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, no, when uh, when they first go in uh, after they've been picked, they go to the big city and they go to. Uh, floor 12 and it's like this grand amazing suite and they said oh since you're district 12 you get the 12th floor every district gets the floor or whatever floor uh, or whatever the district is is the floor that they get right so one of my notes is so district 12 gets the goddamn suite every year i think it's fair it's not (laughs) i think it's totally this district will say one wins every goddamn year and they get the ground floor it's it's dude. There's, there's they're gonna all die. It's, it's true, not fair. There's but District fair. Twelve gets the goddamn sweet every year, and they get dessert. Then they get dessert. That's they do. That's they do. I just yeah, thought, no, I thought that was funny. Yeah, I mean, just, again, this is where even if the book was good, even if the book had a lot of qualities, I'm sure a lot of it was lost in this idea that well, we can't put someone that looks hungry up there. She's got to look good in a dress. She has to have. She's got to have. She has to be a young girl, but have enough of developing breasts that you notice them. Oh yeah, she's got a badonka donk butt and everything. Yeah. You know, when she walks she, away, that thing moves. Now, how old is she supposed to be in the film? Uh, fifteen. 15? I, I don't. I th- right. fourteen, fifteen. Right. Jennifer Lawrence, I think, is like twenty or twenty-one years old. No, right. really. So what they so what you do is you get an overly sexual underage girl in the film, hmm. and you put a lot of fake violence around them, and this is a good thing. 
it's not it's not fair. It's not fair to put a character in a film that's underage and make me look at her breasts. It is not fair. You know what's funny I, in the video right now? I have Battle Royale on because yeah. I have your head in the top left corner because it's got subtitles and I don't want I want people to see them. Uh, your head has been uh, put above. Uh, a couple of female bodies already, and it looks like your head is on these female bodies. <laughs> now you're on the teacher. It looks like you're you're the teacher now. It's pretty pretty funny if you really think about it. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I am. Yeah. No, it, it is not. It is not fair to make me look at at uh, what's supposed to be underage breasts because then I feel bad. And I did not watch this film to make myself. Actually, I did watch it. And uh, and 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 whatever you think, uh, it truly is on purpose. Yeah. Um, whenever you see, it's, and this is specifically apparent with, with females, whether they're 10, 12, 14, doesn't matter. What? They're picked at such uh, an age that they know that they'll be, they'll be attractive later. What do you mean, for acting? For, for entertainment, let's put oh. it that way. Doesn't oh, yes. necessarily need to be acting, but sure, that's mostly where it, where it yeah. happens. They, they pick uh, females that they know they can market and exploit later on that they know will grow up to be you know beautiful now, uh beautiful women speaking of women yeah is it no surprise to you that a woman wrote this no i no. mean let's let's take a look at katniss here okay sure and I, I made notes on this because the the character arc now you know what a character arc is for those in the audience who watch films but don't really know anything about storytelling a character arc is the 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 uh the growth of a character through a film. Mm. So you take a character at the beginning of the film, and there's a, there's a weakness or something lacking, and throughout the course of the film, they grow as a person. They change, whether it's in a good way or bad way. The character at the end of the film is different than the character at the beginning of the film. They have been uh, transformed by the events that have occurred. Yep. Now, so from the, from the start, we have Katniss. She starts out as a strong female character who single-handedly supports her family, has a strong, strong sense of duty, responsibility, personal sacrifice, right? Correct. She's already reason reasonably prepared for the trials and tribulations ahead of her. She's already attractive, so dressing her up is easy to do. Uh, right. You don't have to do that whole, uh, oh, she's got her hair up and she's got glasses on. They don't even have to do that. Right. All they do is like hose her, you know, they literally hose her down. It's like, no, see, she cleans like, up are real you nice. supposed to make me look pretty? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah, because she was so unattractive beforehand. Uh, then she's she's already has uh, she's already equipped with a formidable hunting and survival skills, and is lucky enough to have the Hunger Games take place in a woodland environment. She's already adept at surviving and interacting in. Yes. So completely as as set can, up. Completely right, so as, set up. As far as I can tell, if you ignore the lo romance aspect, which is kind of bogus to begin with, the only real character arc, the only difference between her from beginning to end, is that she's a little less bitchy. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. The it. teen angst. I, I can't stand films that really rely on teen angst. And it's 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 bullshit angst too. Where it's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not good at making people like me. So, right. Yeah, because I've seen so many people already that hate your guts. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what, what, who hates this girl? Who have I seen in this film that's been like, ah, oh, that's her again? I mean, she's not like running down the street, kicking over like st stalls and stuff. She's she's you know the the shop person. How much for this this weird gold pendant that's only going to show up twice in the film, but is a symbol of the entire series. Oh, you could have it. Yeah, she's so disliked. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. I, only person I could think of that was hated more would be Bella in Twilight. Everyone hated and, her. And and the comparisons Such, are just so great between the two in things just like that. What? Oh, I mean, 
oh, you're going to make me look pretty. Yeah, because you're a fucking dog. But hang on a second. Brush your hair the other way. You're not fucking Superman. You don't just part the hair the wrong side, put a flaming dress on, and suddenly you're beautiful. There's no... There's no character arc. And you said there's no characterization to a lot of these characters. Nobody, no review I've read likes the guy that plays PETA. He's oh, a, yeah. Oh, he, oh. He's a child actor that's that's kind of grown up. Uh, and he, he's got, he has two facial expressions, vaguely shocked and somewhat dismayed. <laughs> Nothing really goes full stream with him. It's like, all. I think it's the farthest he can move the eyebrow or the brow, yeah. which isn't, isn't far, depends on what. It, you could take one of those pictures when you move it and like a, it just changes a little bit, right. and that's pretty much the ex- extent of his acting capabilities right there. <laughs> I think one guy said like his, his he he's about as useless as the sack of flowers he, sacks sacks of flour he carries in the film. <laughs> I like that, and, and, and the whole romance. Now, am I stepping on you? No, no, no. I was just I was I was going to just bring up something about him about one of his skills uh, is camouflaging himself. <laughs> the, uh, which in the earlier in the film he's camouflaging his hand uh, to make it look like tree bark and and I just after I see the scene I'm I'm just just going in my head it's like yeah that's not going to come up later and and again and when it does so intricate it's and utterly ridiculous well even when he shows the hand he's like see that it's great and I'm thinking yeah it only took me seven hours <laughs> it's like it's it's not just like he slaps some paint on his hand it's like he took uh, like a prosthesis kit, and he's like molding latex into these ridges. So when she finds him, and, he, and he's uh, he's he's yeah. camouflaged like into the rock. So his face, first of all, just bury yourself. You don't have to make your face part of a rock, right? Right. And where, dude? And, where and how fuck? bad was his job? Because she found him very quickly. And where the fuck did he find a mirror to tell him how he's doing this? <laughs> so, so let me get this straight. He's stabbed, wounded, half dead. And he managed to find a reflecting pool somewhere and hunch over it for hours on end. Yeah. Someone could just I, just think I, about him in the makeup chair and how long that took to do the scene in the movie. I, I, I want to see the I want to see the scene, the outtake, or like the alternate version where he's like cr- crouched over the the lake trying to get the light right while he's slapping the stuff on his face, <laughs> and the big guy just comes up behind him and sticks like an arrow through the back of his head. It's like I'm not even going to use the bow. Whack. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot! What are you doing with the paint? <laughs> the hell! Uh, and and talk about the big guys again. Violence, right? Yeah. So it's a movie. It's a movie about kids killing kids. How many kids does Katniss kill? Two, I believe. One, definitely what? one. One and a half. Directly, she kills one and a half. Okay, that's right. All right. Indirectly, two and a half. Yep. Because she she knocks the 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 uh, hornet's nest down, yes, and one of the kids dies from that, and then she kills so, someone with an arrow, right? It be, only because they were attacking her first. It was self defense. She didn't attack right. them exactly. And then at the end, she kind of like they like causes the big guy's death at the end. But that was really kind of like a stalemate situation. And even then, she doesn't like she she, she can't just shoot him and kill him. She has to like shoot him. And then he falls, and then the wild animals pull him apart. So technically, she didn't kill him. Right. What a pansy ass, half waste—you know, pansy wasted, half ass way—to make this girl survivor without actually having to do the hard stuff, which is, you know, taking a life. Right. No, you're right. You're right. 
And it, but who, who's and so then we have the bad guys. Or they're from the richer, poor communities, and they're trained to be killers. So they're big and they're bad, and they run around. And they have evil looks, and they laugh and mock the people they're killing, because you know we have to hate them. <laughs> I mean, it just. I mean, and, and I've I've read that the book is really more in depth than how all the all these kids act because the book obviously has hours. Like the, I think the audio book's twelve hours long. Jesus. So, well, it's audio book. I mean, you read a book, it takes you more than two hours. Yeah. So so. The book has a lot of time to develop characters. The movie's too busy showing up these grand landscapes and giving us plenty of time to drink in all these weird costumes and effeminate garb. Right. Because an elite society we don't like is supposed to be a, a, a um, I guess, a gender-neutral society. And it, it, actually, yeah. if you think about it, they really push the strong male, f- female gender roles. And since it's a female writer, of course, the man is weaker. Yeah. Uh, all really? of them. They all are. All of them. Yeah. So the ma- the male, well, even the Woody the Harrelson one. character, he he's perceived as weak. Yeah. And Lenny Kravitz, he's not weak though. He helps her out. He does help her out. Yeah, but so, but for the most part, she the female is a stronger character, but it's very rigidly defined female male roles, and the elite society we're supposed to have not trust and have a dislike for right. as this kind of gender-neutral, blending, kind of androgynous feel. Very... Uh, I, be- I, I believe the Christian angle because I feel it's a little bit anti- anti-homosexual. I don't think it's... I don't think it's... it's it, I'm not sure if it's intentional, but I think it's conveyed just because they're kind of using that as a symbol of people that are too wealthy and are detached from reality. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see your point in that. I, I, I definitely that might, can. That might be a stretch, but I read a bit deeper into films. I mean, I might be wrong. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to pull an Alex Jones here. <laughs> uh, real quick. Um, very quick. Hurry up. Is well. Is there anything else we can cover with this movie? Uh. I've been talking. I've been talking uh, way too much. I mean, what's your? At what point did you give up with the film? The fact that it took an hour and ten minutes for them to get into the fucking game. I mean, I'm just. It's like, but, when's it gonna happen? When's but, it gonna start? But at which point did you throw up your hands and go, "Shit, I'm gonna be here for a while, and I don't want to be here." Uh, was the point where you realized that nothing good was gonna come after that? The train ride, the train ride in. Just them talking about getting the sponsors, uh, how they should get them, Woody Harrelson coming in drunk, and I'm just like, all right, we're we're 20 minutes in, and it just it just just it, nothing's happening. If I if 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 I the goodbyes the goodbyes took 10 minutes. The good the goodbyes took 10 minutes. Yeah, it's just all this build up. I mean, it's just. Uh, they have the, 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 the prologue, so to say, where the film opens up. They give you a little info about her. She's a hunter. She's in the forest trying to get food. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then she goes back, and they're going to do the lottery. And then her mother, who's an idiot, uh, they, it just... Well, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 again, they, they, get, they get to the lottery fairly quick, considering. But they then, do. And, and, and again, I, I understand the, the need to be faithful to the book. Because, right. you know, heaven forbid... But then again, they, they're not faithful to the book to begin with, so why why pick now to be faithful? I'll tell you right now, you want to shorten up that beginning? Lose the fucking mocking Jay thing. Just share, you know, just have like her somebody slip it to her when she's going or whatever. Lose that whole thing where she discovers it and she's given it for free because she's hated so much. And and all you do is she's just have paid, Lenny right? Kravitz give it to her. Say or Woody Harrelson. Say 
when I would because Woody Harrelson was it, he won when, the games at one point when, in the book. I think they I, I think I read somewhere that in the book like the mayor's daughter gives it to her. Oh really? A, yeah. So it's not yeah. even like they even had to invent a new way to have it given it to her. Fine. They don't want to so I don't lose all that shit. And then what happens is they call her name right, yank her ass off the street, put her in a fucking train. She and just like hand on the window. Bye, everybody, and just silent crying faces waving at her. Right. Good. That's it. Family's fucking gone. Why? Why are we spending ten minutes saying goodbye to people we don't care about anymore? Right. Right. Until All, until old, the end of the film when she gets reunited with him. But the, it just the only re, the only reason is to underline how strong of a person she is that she has to tell the daughter what to do and tell the mother what to do and that she has to make sure everything's set because without her there everything would crumble apart because she's such a competent. Right. Yeah. When when she's ready to get, before she's ready to get on that train, she's like, uh, "Don't cry," and then she just tells her, "Don't cry," and her mother's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I don't know how she's gonna have any luck, like you know, dominating a situation where she's up against other people. Right. They make uh, her cry a couple times when they kill the little kid. Then oh, that's supposed to show she's weak or whatever. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, stack the chips against everybody else. Just make you know, and then and then a woodland environment. Great. <laughs> yeah, I guess she's ready. She's ready and to even, go. And, and they keep telling that. her, you know, grab a bow. If they don't have it, you make one. Right. We get it. And then, and then don't <laughs> go for the bow. It's a death trap. Right. It's like, uh, yeah, grab your shit and run. And then, I, I think the high. Yeah, Peter. I think he didn't grab anything. He just ran. Oh, he's fucking. You know, someone's right. And then he teamed up with the <laughs> the big guys. Yes. Um, the two things I want to mention quickly. Mm-hmm. One, my, my point, again, talk about the whole foreshadowing thing with the trees. When right. she goes to her room and she can, like, do the flip thing and make the hologram appear on the windows. Yes. And she puts it in the forest because, oh, I missed the forest. It's like, all right, you know what? We show her you show us in the forest. She talks about living in the forest. Then you show her a pining for the forest. All right, I get it. She's going to end up in a forest. <laughs> Gee. And again, let's just stack the chips more in her favor. I'm surprised she won. <laughs> One thing I do want to bring up, and I thought the film really falls apart here right. is apparently the book and i'm not trying to review the book but the whole love story thing yeah from what i read since the book can go into the mind of the character and you can't do it in the movie because they're being watched constantly for the most part the whole love affair thing she has going with Peta is bullshit yeah she, she knows the audiences is following it so she's really she's faking it all along and that's, I, I, that's I don't a, I don't I don't know if I buy that a hundred percent. Well, no, that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it is in the book. So I'm saying. Oh, and that is I, how it is in the book. Yeah, and what I'm saying is in the movie they can't even begin to do that because one they'd have to develop characters more. Two, they'd have to try to show what she's thinking without her acting out on it because since they're being viewed constantly, they can't do it. So it's almost like they had to abandon the subplot that had any real kind of complicated emotional or moral. Okay. Uh, standing and just dive into the love story and just make it that. <laughs> and and so the the complication in that relationship is gone, mm-hmm. and now we're back at Twilight level with just the simplistic uh, lo- a teen love story. Yeah. And and this is why this is why the film industry is destroying any 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 uh, semblance of oh what's the word I'm looking for um, uh, credibility as an artistic community, they should just hang it up and and just start making two hundred million dollar pieces of shiny shit because it's all they're doing. Yeah, 
that's every single quarter you get at least one or two movies that cost a hundred million or more. It just and then you know when you hit, when when once you hit April May, all the way in through August, you're just billions of dollars spent on movies. Just yeah, well, I, be, just making movies. And and I don't is it worth it? Is it really worth it for? I mean, okay, yeah, a lot of people are making money. They're they're giving jobs to lots of people. Whatever that money could be spent elsewhere and still make new jobs. I'm I'm asking, is it worth it? Even films I like, I'm watch. I'm, I'm, you know, I'll watch a Lord of the Rings, right? Or I'll watch, you know, a movie. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head I like that costs a lot of money. But you go, let's say Ghost Protocol. How much what was the budget of that? A hundred million? No, it was a little more, about one hundred fifty. Right, one hundred fifty million. I'm watching this. Like I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a great film. I'm saying I enjoyed it. I liked the film. I was having a good time. And I'm just thinking, is it worth a hundred and fifty million dollars to entertain me? <laughs> is is is, is can we really put that high of a price tag on our casual entertainment? Are we really going on the wrong path? And I don't know if this might be dangerous ground to tread here, but I just really feel like we shouldn't be spending so much on movies. And if we stopped, maybe we'd start making some more quality films again. And I'm, money's not the root of all evil, but it sure as fuck isn't helping. No. You're, yeah. And you know what I need now? I need the sound clip of the, the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> you never saw it. <laughs> Saturday NBC, it would be like someone just said something uh, intellectual and enlightening and profound, and then it would be like, the more you know. <laughs> I wish I had I wish I had the video. I would have the video right now playing after you just said that. Well, now you know to have it next time, because I do have my moments. You know what? If you want to turn that into a regular bit, like something profound, I'll make sure I have the video every week. <laughs> Don't make me come up with something profound every episode because I'll just well, repeat myself. You do wisdom every week, so I've, I've been failing on that. I have not been that good. Um, I mean, but, but and you're right too, as far as the whole. I mean, look at the franchise thing. It's it's gotten to the point now. You know, like okay, Harry Potter's steaming down. What's our next teen franchise? Oh, and, and Twilight. This is though. it. This and is it. Well, and then Twilight, and then Twilight's okay. Twilight's near the last one. What's the next teen franchise? And it's almost like you can see it being set up in the publishing yep. industry too. It's like, okay, you know what? This is the next big thing. The first book sold well. We need two more books from you. We're going to do a trilogy. And like, it's 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 sold like five years down the line, and yep. it just it's becoming such a process that I don't think there's anything left of sincerity. Once it's done, I'm not saying that she didn't sit down to write a good book when she wrote the first one. Right. I'm not saying that the second and third ones suck. I'm not. What I'm saying is, by the time she, what, what, by the time it stops being just a book and becomes a franchise, you're. It's that's the focus of it. It's no longer the focus is no longer the work of art right. or the, the work of entertainment. The focus is the franchise, and that's where it all becomes what we just saw. Because they didn't make this without thinking ahead. Is okay. Here's the franchise we're setting up. So we're not watching a film. We're not watching an adaptation of a book. We're watching part one of a ten-step franchise for phase, or right, right. phase one of a for ten-step franchise. And and I I can't take it anymore. I'm sorry. No, I I I I I, I tend to agree with things I, like that. So, I, but I, need, uh, I I think we've exhausted this episode. Yeah, I, I, I've exhausted you. I apologize. It's one of those episodes where you just can't shut the... Scott, shut up. <laughs> we get it. I it think we sucked. should... Move on. Uh, you know what? 
in, in all of my uh, uh, my infinite wisdom here setting up the show ahead of time, I, I just I never put in our ending music. Really? Know, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing it now. <laughs> you know what I just noticed? We, yeah. we just did a two-hour episode, and my camera has not changed to widescreen once. Yeah, well, don't jinx us. Sorry. It's okay. All <laughs> right, I'm playing the ending music now, so. Oh, good. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Movie Sucktastic, episode 71. Mm -hmm. uh, tune in next week when we will be reviewing Van Helsing. <laughs> Judging by my co-host's face, eh, it's going to be a good one. Oh, it's going to be a good one. Give me a lot of notes. Um, if, lot we, of notes. if we haven't said it recently, please go to iTunes and give us some reviews. Uh, they help out the show a ton. The more reviews we get there, the more people we get listening, and that's always good a good thing. Yes. Um, we just got a new uh, a new five star don't, review. Don't do, it. don't do it. Don't do it. No, I'm just saying we just got a new five star review just don't, just today. It, I love it's a great review, but it's bad form to quote your good review, sir. I wasn't gonna quote it. I was just okay. saying that we got another review, and that is just an example of why everyone should go there and do that. By all means, please you got help us help us spread the word. Go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can download all of our all of our episodes there directly. You can listen to them directly there as well. You can, you can watch us. Directly. You can watch us uh, on there. Well, actually, no, that's a live uh, that's a live feed only. You can't well, choose it, individual it, episodes from the website. You can, but you you can watch us live. You can watch us live if you want to see the episodes, all of the episodes that we have. You go to livestream.com forward slash movie sucktastic, and then you can watch that's, anything that we've uh, posted there. That's livestream.com slash movie sucktastic. Uh, you can also leave us voicemail at 908 514 4470. You can, care what it is. Yeah, you don't care. We'll play it. We'll, we'll read your emails uh, that you can send us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Uh, go to our lunch.com community. Write reviews there. If you do, we will read them on the show. And I'm, I'm hopefully going to have a Movie Sucktastic review of uh, the Hunger Games up there by the end of the week. Very cool. I think I'll have some time this weekend to uh, get that up there. Very cool. I need, we need to start getting the written reviews back up there, and I'll, get, I'll take care of that. All right. I'll rip that up, sir. Do you, I already uh, got page of notes. You got anything else? Oh uh, yeah, you can it. listen. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on podcast, pickle podcast. Are we even like talking about those guys anymore? Are we still sure. pushing that? Yeah, uh, I, the links uh, are on the side. You can listen to us on podcast, pickle podcast, puff. You can listen to us on on Zoom, Zoom, uh, Stitcher. They're still Stitcher kicking around. Your, what? Mevio. You can listen to us on Mevio. I'm not done with Stitcher. You can listen to Stitcher on your cell phone or in your BMW or on your cell phone in your smartphone. BMW if you want it. What? Smartphone. Thing. It's not. If, if 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 you don't have a smartphone, and I said cell phone. You're you're, you're immediately thinking, I can't listen to that on my cell phone. So you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Yes, you will. Yes. Oh, yes, we will. We'll talk to you. You'll listen. You'll shut up and listen. That's right. Right. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye bye. Hunger Games. Leave me hungry. <laughs>